Um, so this is kind of a short session. So this one is just focused mainly on just academic social networking and increasing your research visibility. So there's a couple of qu issues around it. Um, suppose the question is, are academics buying into social media? Are academics using social media? Some are, some aren't. Some are interested, some aren't. So um, generally, I think it probably is a good thing, especially from the point of view of visibility. And I, I wouldn't just think it's something that you know, people have asked you, that it's just something teenagers use. Like a lot of businesses use social media now. They tweet, they use Facebook. You know, they monitor their tweets using something like TweetDeck. So they are useful tools. Um, and it is a method of scholarly communication. So again, if you, are, you want to communicate your message, it's probably as well to use any kind of sources available to do that. And that would be to peers and a wider audience. That's the question as well. Like, I mean, are you communicating just to other academics, or do you want to get to a wider audience as well? Because that, that can have its value as well. And it includes unpublished research. So again, there's no requirement with the broader kind of social media kind of sources to be published or to be finished the paper. It could be an unfinished paper, it could be some research you've done, it could be data, it could be a presentation, it could be whatever you want to share out there. So you, know, you don't have to be tied down to just peer-reviewed academic work. Okay. And it's an open access resource as a way of sharing your research. So I mean, you, you were talking about open access this morning, so you should be fairly well acquainted with that. Um, so these are just some of the networking sites um, there's probably more, you've probably found more yourself. Um, Mendeley, and this is an academic social networking site um, that I mentioned earlier, that's kind of a combination between a reference manager and for sharing papers as well. And you can also form groups on it, you know, pose your research questions and chat to other academics. Um, there's one, academia.edu, another fairly popular one, and that has 11 million users. And it's part of open science and open access movement as well. That's quite a popular one. Then you have ResearchGate, which you might have heard. That's a very popular one, actually, in Maynooth. And it's more kind of science-y side of things. People use that. And that has 2.6 million users, and mainly science. And it includes raw data and unsuccessful experiments. You know? As you imagine, that's of interest as well, of course. It's not all the successful finished product. It's also just what people are doing, what they're researching can be useful as well. Um, Social Sciences Research Network might have heard of. Again, that's another one. You can set up a profile. You can load your papers up on it. You can chat to other social scientists. Again, it might be a resource you might want to use. Um, Microsoft Academic Search. This seems to be getting wound down. It hasn't been updated recently. Um, and again, that's just another place where they, what they actually do is like a search engine. They actually search for academic papers. And there's profiles of academics in there as well. Okay. Uh, site you like. Another one for saving and sharing citations to academic papers. And again, I mentioned a few of those in the first half as well. Just a way of bookmarking, sharing uh, things you found. Then there'll be the ones you're probably more familiar with, the more general ones like Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, SlideShare, blogs, YouTube. Again, all kind of valid places that you can put your information up. So whether that's putting presentations up, you know, recording presentations, that kind of thing, they could all be hosted on these kind of things. Um, even LinkedIn, people will now put a lot of links to their papers up there. Again, it depends on how you use it, you know, and whether you see a value in it. So this is an example of one of them. This is academia.edu, and these are all free ones. You just go in, you set up an account. And you see here that you connect with Google. If you use Google+, you can hook in there, or with Facebook, whatever way you want to hook into it. And you can share your papers. And what it looks like is like that. So this is what you do when you set up. You have your details, your research interests, any papers you have. You can put your CV in if you wanted to. Okay. And then they'll analyze as well if people are looking at your papers and so on. I mean, a lot of these, well, they'll notify you if people are looking at your material. They'll tell you if somebody's searching for you. So again, you can feel self-assured that people are looking for you and interested in what you're doing. So. 
kind of thing you can do. Uh, number of views, followers, and so on. So kind of that has that kind of social media kind of look to it. Um, you have a feed as well, if, you know, depending on what you're interested in. They'll, as new papers are added on, they'll send you links to them. So again, another useful resource. Yeah. Um, and again, with these, a lot of these, it depends how much you want to interact with them. Some people will just use it as a place to put their papers up. Other ones are genuinely interested in, you know, forming groups, chatting to other academics. So it depends what you want to do. Okay. This is ResearchGate. Okay. Again, similar kind of a thing. And again, with this, you just set up an account, log in, and away you go. Looks like that. And again, you have your overviews, so your basic details, your publications, how many views you've got, if anybody's downloaded you, if anybody's citing you. It all hooks in there. You're listing publications. You can expand that out, put in your skills and expertise. And again, like most social media as well, people can kind of tick you if they agree that you're brilliant at certain things. And again, it's all very self-affirming and you feel great. Um, add your publications in. Um, they do jobs as well, questions and answers, so you can, you know, again, pose research questions. And people will come back to you. Okay, so again, potentially useful. And say just another place as well to put your papers up and make them findable. Okay. Mendeley, this is the other one. So this is the one I mentioned. This is a reference manager and a social network for academics. Looks like that. Okay. So what you'd have basically, you'd have a dashboard. You also have, say, my library, and that would be your re your reference manager. So that's where you'd be storing references to uh, citations that you're interested in. And you can also pull the PDFs of documents in there as well and store them and create your bibliographies and your citations and all that kind of stuff. But then the other end of it is you can actually put in papers, look at other people's papers, uh, go into groups, you know, join different groups of interest, identify other academics in the people section. So again, you know, a mixture of the reference manager and social networking. So yeah, my and that's the one, as I mentioned, that's the one that's been bought by Elsevier who owns ScienceDirect and Scopus and various other databases. Um, so another uh, useful tool. Um, and nothing else, like great places to get papers from other people. You know, it's, it's just another place that you can actually get resources from that aren't necessarily going to be in the big databases. Okay. Uh, and again, to you know, connect with people, form collaborations and so on. Because um, we're often very interested, you'll often find papers you've never heard of, you know, just because they've been loaded in this way. Um, SlideShare, do any of you use SlideShare? You know, Again, another place you could load your slides up when you do particularly brilliant presentations, you can stick them up there. And again, people will go look. And so again, it's a great place as well to get presentations. You know, if you're going to have to present on a certain topic, just do a search and see what other people have done, see if you can get some ideas. Okay. And again, with that as well, they'll also email you statistics and they'll tell you who's downloading you, who's viewing you, all that sort of things. So again, it could be another networking opportunity. Um, it looks a bit like that. So again, if you haven't seen it, you can go in and search and you get just lists of different presentations. And again, it'll tell you, you know, how many likes they've got. So again, it's maybe a way of judging the quality of certain presentations, because there's all sorts of things up there. But. Um, so, burden, we're kind of talking about this at lunch a bit, actually, the burden of depositing articles. And I suppose it's one of those things you have to decide, you know, are there too many providers? And you see there are a lot of places. So, but that's just, that's a question, isn't it? Um, I suppose they are out there at the moment, there are a lot of them. So I suppose if you want to maximise visibility, I suppose the answer would be, you know, put them up there if you have time. Um, but the ones I've shown you are kind of the main ones anyway. And they do, they do co you know, they would have an awful lot of users, so you probably have a good chance of actually being picked up on. Um, are they fit for purpose? 
again, to be decided. I think this is also new. It's a kind of a developing form and technology. So, you know, I suppose for you to decide about that. And then what version of the article do you deposit? Check when you're published. I mean, this is, I'm sure Helen has probably mentioned this anyway. You know, what version are you allowed to put up? So it's probably going to be the version you sent in before you got accepted or something like that, you know. Or some, but again, it depends on publishers. And they will tell you exactly what you're allowed to do with your published article. And that would be the same, of course, if you're putting something up in an open access repository. Only certain versions would be allowed to go up. So just bear that in mind. Um, and you know, even putting articles up, there is some controversy. You know, with the whole copyright thing. You know, so I can't comment too much on that. But um, Mendeley seems to be fine because I say it's owned by Elsevier, and they're happy enough with it. And most of what goes up there is in their journals anyway, so they seem to be happy enough. Um, other ones might not be so happy. You know, but again, it depends on the version you put up. So just check with your publisher what version you can actually put up. So there's an awful lot of other stuff you could put up that isn't necessarily going to be published, you know, which will get your, uh, can increase your visibility. Um, mentioned as well, uh, research data management and data management plans. Again, that's kind of something that's coming along that you might want to think about. So that'd be the data behind your research. You know, how is that going to be stored? Where is it going to be stored? How are you going to describe it? Is it going to be safe for future researchers? You know, at the moment, your research can be anywhere. It could be on a laptop and a cupboard and the, you know, down the back of your building somewhere. You know, you leave, you leave the university and nobody has a clue where your research data is or even how to use it. So that's something to think about. And it's in this, uh, the Horizon 2020 framework. Mm -hmm. They're looking into a plan for research data management. So again, it is coming. So maybe something to think about. And also a pretty good habit for people to get into that if you are producing research data, to store it where it can actually be accessed and have a kind of explanatory material with it. So people could repeat your uh, study if they wanted to. And obviously, there's all the ethical things around that as well, and you know, depending on what kind of research you're doing. Um, but there are a couple of repositories. There's you know, the, you bring up the social sciences, <coughs> the quantitative and qualitative data. So I think we have the qualitative here in Maynooth, and uh, UCD has the quantitative data. So that's one of the few I think in the country that actually stores that kind of data. So they'll have looked at a lot of the ethical issues around that. But it's something that probably should be in all academic subject areas. Just to bear that in mind. Um, so open access, uh, this is a guy actually was at a conference there last week, it's a guy Jason Hoyt, who runs a thing called PeerJ, and he was talking about open access and just talking about how to find the last decade, so he was saying currently 10% is in open access, but he expects 50% by 2020, and further increases beyond this. Now whether that'll happen, or whether it's wishful thinking on his part, I don't know, but it seems to be the trend, I'm sure others could comment on that. But for example, I think that Peer Networks, that Elsevier one, the Mendeley was purchased $75 million. Uh, Academia.edu and ResearchGate have also been purchased, I think about $15 million each or something. So there is interest. You know, people are interested in open access and, you know, hooking up with academics and seeing what people are interested in. So it is a market. Um, speed of communication is now expected by academics. You know, there is that feeling now that people want the information, they want it now. They want to know what's going on in their field. And in that line with that, there's the rise of the preprint. That seems to get more and more popular. So that's, that's um, material that hasn't been peer-reviewed yet. And that's being put out there as well. So again, everything getting just a bit faster. Um, so you talk about open everything in the future, that that will be the model. So, but again, I suppose they have to sort that out with publishers and those economic models around that again. I'm sure Hugh would know a lot more about that than I would. But <laughs> anyway, putting it out there, it's a, a thing that's coming. <coughs> 